Welcome to New Jump City, everybody. It is your boy, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord is my co-host, Joshua Cole. What up, everybody? Hello. Why- <laughs> Don and the wife beater again. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's real hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what it is. What can I say? Uh, also, boy, we got to say on that AC bill. Oh, yeah. That energy bill via the AC. Yeah. Um, joining us also through Discord is our co-producer, Brian Edgelord Espinal. What's up, nerds? Hello. Um, it's a pretty big show for us today. Um, a couple of things are on break, but you know what? This is, uh, this is officially my laptop Broomhilda's final show on the podcast. We are sending her off with style, um... And then I guess we're going to have our own Viking funeral uh, <laughs> for her later on, you know. But, um, yeah, we're going to send her off in grand style with a great show. Uh, before we do that, let's get into plurgs real quick. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At J D Cole underscore 37. And that's going to be on Instagram as well. Yeah. And Brian, where are you at, my friend? You can find me on B.ESP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Wow. Uh, you can find uh, the creator of our theme song is Drum Foo. You can find him at, on, at drum underscore foo. Uh, you could follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk about. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have 40 plus episodes in the archives that uh, don't have video accompaniment, really. So uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star review if you so please. And if you're listening on iTunes, uh, we're on YouTube now, full video capability. You can see the pages that we're talking about as we talk about them. So uh, join us on YouTube. Subscribe to us there. Smash that like button. You know how the kids uh, like to say. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, spoiler alerts ahead. We are going to move on to our first manga. It's time to randomize. Chainsaw Man. Uh, this is Chainsaw Man Chapter 73. Everyday Life No More. Uh, it, we have a color page with Aki's one arm. <laughs> Very sad. Just exemplifying the the t- title of it. Yeah, like life as he knows it <laughs> is yeah. not the same. It's, it's fucked just up. One arm. They could have gotten he his. He can't even wash dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he you're right. This stupid ass dude, Denji, do the dishes. Good luck with that, man. You're... He's either using all of your soap. With the, with the dishes, <laughs> oh, he's not using enough in them. Either way, there's no in between. Man, I don't know why I started snapping on Denji. He just seemed to type. I just seen him doing the dishes, and I was like, mm. I know there's only one reason he's doing them. Yeah, power probably and just eat the plates. And it's Aki's one arm is the reason he's doing. <laughs> um, poor guy. Last we left off, uh, Aki has requested that Division 4, that's his division of Demon Slayers, would be uh, out of the uh, the overall mission to find the Gun Devil, out of concern for both Denji and Power. Uh, we start with them basically sleeping in the same bed, all three of them. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, Power's, 
Power's night terrors have been keeping them uh, ast- uh, awake and whatnot. So they're just trying to comfort her. But, you know, she's uh, she's starting to get over her major PTSD. You know, she's uh, starting to be like, you know what? I think I defeated the de- darkness devil. And Deji's like, yeah, you did, kid. <laughs> yeah, you did. Said, yeah, totally. <laughs> can we <laughs> can we sleep in our own beds now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this is sweet and all, but mm-hmm. um. So they they get a call from Makima, and um, Makima they walk in and uh, she's immediately n- bit all business, just like yeah, Aki. I heard that you didn't want to be part of the d- the Gun Devil mission. That's cool, but Denji and Power are coming anyway, and there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> and yeah. So. Uh... Peace. We about to talk about this mission. Yeah, yeah. Totally classified. Yeah, we don't need you. So skedaddle. And then Aki's like, can I come along then? You know, so. Yeah, mumbles it essentially. Mad pressure on him. Yeah. So. Look right here. This is this is the panel. When they're just looking at each other. <laughs> she knows. She's like, yeah, checkmate. Pull up, bro. Yeah, because that's the whole point of him not going is to kind of protect them, you know. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, see, so he's basically accompanying them as uh, as the chaperone for Power and Denji, and then uh, we get into the mission b- briefing proper. Uh, we get a big uh, twist right off the bat that apparently the Gun Devil has already been defeated and confined. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much the main Whoa. villain. But it's kind of like yeah. a it's a yes and no situation. Um, the the gun devil is not like an active sentient threat anymore. But apparently the Soviet army uh, fought the gun devil when like found the gun devil and it was already defeated. So what they did was that they've they basically divided the gun devil's corpse uh, amongst a couple of nations. Uh, the the uh, Soviet Union, I mean, well, Russia, I guess. Uh, Russia yeah, yeah. No, wait. Uh, America possesses twenty percent. Uh, the Soviets uh, possess eight twenty-eight percent, and China uh, possesses eleven percent, with four percent scattered around the country in little like chunks of flesh. Um, so they're basically like, but th- that doesn't explain that the the uh, the gun devil in Japan. You know, like the shootings that have been happening in Japan, and apparently that those were made by man, uh, but they're being supplied to by little hunks of flesh, like the four percent that's out there. One of them, yeah, one of those little hunks of flesh is in Japan. So basically, the mission to acquire the rest of the gun devils is mostly to infiltrate other countries and fucking steal them. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty wild and Den- and Aki's like what wouldn't that what is that that would be bad wouldn't it and she's like yeah I, mean, I guess there'd be kind of a war uh, I guess we're yeah you know we're gonna be invading other countries in the name of Japan for sure yeah for sure that's exactly what's happening no yeah we're gonna we're gonna send the most dangerous devil on the planet into other countries chainsaw man you know but you know I guess it'll be cash war um, but uh, after this whole bombshell is dropped, uh, Aki is just kind of sitting outside of a park bench, just kind of like letting all of this digest. And Denji's like, "Are you scared or something?" And and Aki's just like a regular person, just like, "No, we're gonna start a war. That's fucking weird, dude." And uh, it's not so. Uh, 
All right. So what, 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 I guess what we kind of skipped over was the, the 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 function of the gun of the gun double flesh in the first place. I mean, and, or rather, why why they started why more guns were being circulated or whatever, or why they are still being circulated to this day. If you know the fear of guns will keep the gun double power alive, and that is to aid the strength of the the nation. They, they literally they want to keep his power alive so that they can keep an edge on each other like a devil nuclear arms race or some shit like that. It's really fucked up. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's no, not like no, they can no. actually kill him either, though. That's the thing. Well, you can. They're just keeping him around in like these small quantities. They're choosing not to destroy him. I'm taking it. Didn't they? No, didn't they say that like you know he's essentially unkillable, so they're just using his his body pieces as weapons? No, they. He's only. They found him defeated. Yeah. And they just took like like they found his or like you know his like dying body, basically damn near a corpse. You know how the devils are. I mean, you know they yeah they're kind of dead, but not really. Dead yet, just yet, and they probably just cut him up so his power still, you know, kind of like curse energy in mm-hmm. in the other shit. Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. You gotta say it. You can't just say Jujutsu Kaisen. You have to Jujutsu Kaisen. You know, it's like speaking of which, Jujutsu Kaisen's getting an anime, dude. Right. Let me stop. Lit. It looks really cool. Um, good for Lit. good for Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, one of these for that. <laughs> but nice. but yeah. Oh yeah, Brian. Oh yeah, Brian. <laughs> yeah. You gonna start watching that, bro? You gonna ditch DBZ? Super? <laughs> I don't think uh, he has to. He doesn't like have to ditch where it. That story's going, so I don't think I have to ditch a no, show. No, you don't. Just... No, you don't. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? Goku wins, and he gets really powerful. If he does, so then I'm quitting. Start... What do you mean, nigga? Oh my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Vegeta <laughs> gets really strong, beats everyone in the For like a minute. And then Goku's going to get like back Ari. on top. There we go. And then he gets his Timberlands and stomps out. <laughs> Look, Vegeta's going to beat Moro, but then the next guy, Vegeta's going to get stomped out, and then it'll be back to normal. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cycle. Just as long as Vegeta gets at least one W. That's all. Yeah. He didn't get a W yet, huh? Not a real one. I thought him using instant transmission was a W. Anyway, it's pretty cool. the last time the last time he got a W was well, against Cell. This isn't the Dragon Ball Super conversation. <laughs> but anyway, yes, the chainsaw, not the cha- the Gun Devil, is only unkillable in the fact that they won't kill him because everybody wants his power. So that's and basically he could still get stronger. Like the more people fear the gun devil, the stronger he becomes. He still Which is why the countries themselves are putting out the guns and you know, are circulating the guns and yeah. um causing because you know, remember what happened in Japan before with um mm-hmm. when all the devil hunters were getting uh, exterminated. I'm pretty sure they do similar stuff like that in the other countries. Just maybe devil hunters. Yeah, it's not much different, you know, you just uh it's it's like this it's like a big, you know, if you're going to fuel your, your one nuclear bomb, per se, that's like, that survives on fear, then you're just going to circulate it around and, you know, feed it a little to make it stronger. Um, yeah. Yeah, but after after this little conversation they have, Aki starts to, get, like, get a flash. You know, he he can see the future now because of the, uh, the future devil that he made a pact with. Um, and uh, he's, this one kind of affects him pretty dramatically. 
And uh, later that night, as Denji and Power are sleeping, he actually calls upon the future devil, and he's like, what the fuck did you show me just now? And um, he's just basically confirming that, like, is is that what is what you show me just fucking real right now? What? And he's like, "Yep, it's kind of unavoidable. Uh, you and uh, you and Power will be slaughtered by Denji." And then after that, the devil that devil kind of he said a future absolutely <laughs> unavoidable. The absolute future. He's a funny guy. He said, "I come out when you say the future rules." I like that he has a sense of humor. Yeah, he's like a little he's like a little troll man. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. He could be an asshole, but he's not. And I appreciate that. Yeah. From the bottom of my heart. <laughs> so, yeah. Denji, the future shows that Denji will kill both Power and Aki. And I don't doubt it. <laughs> I've seen, the, I've watched, I've listened, I've watched this series. <laughs> I'm like, even if it happens inadvertently during a fight, like, I'm pretty sure I've, I've seen that coming. I yeah. wasn't shocked. I was just kind of disappointed. Like, damn, it's absolutely unavoidable (laughs) there's no (laughs) way out i mean maybe power will be fine because you know she's not a regular human yeah but she's like yeah denji he was supposed to die a few times so you know whatever yeah he's he's ostensibly unkillable now get some 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 cool scenes with him yeah before Um, he does get smoked I'll yeah. be okay. I dug this chapter. I think like I like how like deep they're getting into uh the gun devil like it's not just this thing out there. It's like a bigger picture with all these countries. It's an interesting place to take this series. Um yeah, I started getting scared that maybe they're trying to rush towards the end because of uh, cancellation. I don't know how the popularity of this series is maintaining, um, but um it rides in the middle a lot. I think it's safe. Yeah. You know, I think like because it's also I think they're planting seeds for story. That's where I was getting to. Like, you know, if if they're not speeding towards the end, they're building like like you said, they're uh they're kind of getting deeper into what the gun the gun really is. And it makes sense because, you know, it looks like the things that are really evil in the series is gonna have to do with the with the Chainsaw Devil and Makama. Yeah. And not this final adversary that is the gun devil. For sure. We'll see. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh this I guy like the guy who drew this also drew a monthly series a while back. I was also pretty short. Uh so I th- I and I also don't see Chainsaw Man going on forever. Um I think this is gonna be a shorter story. I'd be surprised if it makes it to like two hundred chapters. Could. It could. But I'd be a little shocked. It could. It could. But dude, it's, if One Piece could, how the fuck? Why can't One Piece like, came in with like an dude? Nobody, nobody. Oh my god, man! The first hundred chapters is not one person. I was like, yeah, this nah, is dude. Go for like a Everybody no in way. Japan, on, <laughs> everybody man. in Japan Everyone's is like, like yeah, damn. Yeah, they gonna get to the. It's all right. Well, honestly, That's even Oda, first. even Oda didn't think he'd make it this far. He was like, after five years, yeah. I'm done. And then, I think it probably <laughs> after. <laughs> Yeah, it's real. He was literally like I, when he started drawing One Piece. He was like, "I'm only doing this for five years," and here we are, twenty three years later. Because he knew how lame that shit was at first. <laughs> he was like, "Man, this art is so whack," and these guys they just like it. What's he wanted to cancel on? his own series. One day, everyone's gonna wake up and be like, "What the fuck were we doing? This shit is garbage." <laughs> but it never, that never happened. Yo, dude, and it was the nineties. <laughs> it literally just, just it was like. It's the last of its time, you know what I mean? 
back in the day, people I still don't remember exactly when it happened, dude. By today's standards, did. like by by today's standards, yeah, it's not great. But by that, back then, they were like, "Yo, this shit is fire, dude. This shit's amazing." It couldn't have. <laughs> People saw that it was like revolutionary. Oh my God. Let's move. Let's move to the comics, man. We yeah. Got some good ones. Uh, yeah. Okay, hold on. I, actually, I wanted to say something about Chainsaw Man. Wow. What's up, bro? So this was my first time actually reading a Chainsaw Man chapter. Oh. And even I thought the the twist that they put into this this uh, this chapter alone was pretty fucking good yeah <laughs> like even though i barely keep up with the series i was still like interested enough to actually understand what the fuck was happening brian go back yeah i think i'm gonna go back and start reading it reading. it's under a 73 chapters it's... are heavy only because it's like you know the first one, first two chapters are like way more pages than they usually would be mm-hmm. but then like then it, then you can start speeding through and then you'll get to the part that I know you're really gonna like too when he runs into the shorty, but you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, then it starts moving fast. Read. Then it just... goes to everybody. Okay, let me make the big screen so I make sure I'm 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 pointing around. <laughs> everybody recognize. <laughs> Start reading the series, guys. All right. Without further ado, um, we're gonna we're gonna randomize now. Here we go. Death metal. This is Death Metal uh, issue one. Oh shit, Death Metal right now? Yeah, we we uh, the randomizer was good to us, I guess. <laughs> this is Death Metal. Okay. I'm not ready, bro. Stop. Let me stop. Do okay. you have any forethoughts? I do. Or do you want to just well, I guess a it? preface for the people who don't know. This is a story that's wrapping up Scott Snyder's not only his Justice League, but his Batman run from way back in 2011 so this story is essentially almost 10 no almost like 10 years old what what's this <laughs> kind of loosely i mean it's it's got it's this come is so not far this story 11 years in the making yeah it is 10 years in the making no it's not yeah it is he said as much dude death metal only the 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 Man, listen, bro. He wasn't building up shit. That was a retcon with the whole quarter owls, and he drank the dude. This is his run, museum. bro. He, he wasn't. This nigga Scott Snyder was not thinking about <laughs> DC metal in two thousand fucking twelve or thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, he was. Maybe, maybe back maybe in the day, maybe. back in that run, in that Batman run, he introduced Dionysium, which is one of the metals that they used in uh, in Dark Knight's metal. Yeah, but he. They could have retconned that, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what? Why don't I make a whole bunch of these? Well, it's Bat- also like... Batmanesium? <laughs> we say that, like, on, this bro. is a 10-year run in the making, but remember, these comics came out monthly. So, like, for a while, like, the Batman run was, like, monthly. It's a monthly series. So, you know, it's not well, that we long. Could, we could save this debate for another day. <laughs> All right. How, how much of this was planned in that, but... So, yeah. Anyway. This is uh, the epic conclusion to his big-ass fucking run um, that spans so long. And uh, last we left off, because this is... This continues kind of directly off of Justice League number 39 from a few months ago. Well, 
too far back before the quarantine. It's like kind of hard to judge it on that count. Um, so yeah, last we left off, Perpetual One, uh, Lex Luthor has uh, has freed uh, an interdimensional goddess who is just destroying worlds left and right in order to rename, remake the multiverse in her own image. Uh, and then at some point, uh, she makes a deal with the Batman who laughs an evil alternate reality version of Bruce Wayne who becomes the Joker to... Uh, to you know basically rule over the multiverse he basically he ba- she basically just chooses batman who laughs over lex luther who has basically got her this far so and uh yeah kind of shits on him actually pretty much and as she's obliterating the justice league they get teleported to somewhere in space where they meet up with these cosmic beings like the phantom stranger and the specter and a few others and uh they say we are giving you a one up but you have to go through this door and uh, that's the last thing we see is them going to the door and Kingdom Hearts style, like, we're finally going to defeat the darkness. And then um, we start this issue in some weird bunker with Sergeant Rock. Hmm. He's going crazy in a bunker, and that's his whole deal. Bro, Sergeant Rock, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> is going to be crazy. He's yeah. going to be important. Sergeant Rock is, uh, Remember him. Sergeant Rock is an old DC character. From uh, way back in the day, before when they were doing, are hmm, are you serious? Yeah, Sergeant Rock is a legit. Is he? He's a DC character, but uh, he doesn't show up too often. He's a very old one that people bring up every now and then when they're like, "Look at this guy! Remember this guy?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we start off in hell, literally, as Wonder Woman is basically tearing down her invisible plane. Uh, and uh, that's that Swamp Thing comes in is like they're coming with a prisoner, and uh, it's revealed later on that apparently all of them work for uh, the Batman who laughs in in one capacity or another. The Batman who laughs kind of just kicked their ass it seems at some point. Um, there's a di- there's a dinosaur version of Batman who is uh, an animatronic. He he uploaded his consciousness into. Uh, the T-Rex animatronic that's in the Batcave all the time. Um, I love it. I forgot what it was there for. <laughs> I keep forgetting why. I know that the point is... I don't know what the dinosaur is about. Am I not a real Batman fan now? The dinosaur is in Batman's Batcave all the time, and he just uploaded his consciousness in it into it. There's an alternate reality version where he's uploaded his consciousness into that robot. But what is the deal with the dinosaur? I just explained it. (laughs) You know how there's always like that animatronic T-Rex in his back. But why is he in there? Because he uploaded his consciousness to it. No, no, no. Yeah, but I'm saying, (laughs) why does Batman keep that thing in his cave in general? For that purpose? Is that how they finally revealed it in in Death Metal? Because it's cool, Josh. Shit. Oh, because it's cool and metal. <laughs> Get over it. Hey, I love dinosaurs. X Drake, hell yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, they bring this they bring this prisoner into hell, uh, and uh, it seems that uh, Diana knows who he is. She's like, "It's you," and he's like, "Remember." 
and then they they put him into the pits of hell. Um, meanwhile, back in Gotham, uh, the Joker, who the Batman who laughs, has taken over. I'm not saying his whole name. I think it's a dumb name, Batman who laughs the whole time. He's, yeah, it's it's so long. BWL. <laughs> BWL. No, that's extra too. His name is Joker Batman. Joker Batman. Bat yes. Joker. I can't say Batman who laughs every time. <laughs> it's uh okay, so Bat Joker is has basically taken over the world at this point. Uh and uh he he meets up with the various members of his new crew, which is canonically everybody in the Justice League, except for Superman, of course, because he's out there working the anti life projection stuff going happening. Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah, he's like making it making it happen. I don't know what he's they're making him do, but they're violating. Um <laughs> <laughs> he's violating being evil. Yeah, you know, they're just uh, being a dick. At a super level. Yeah, so everybody's working for it. Like uh Wonder Woman and and Aquaman and Harley Quinn are all working for him, but they're not like psyched about it. Um but uh Batman who laughs is oh, god damn it. Bat Joker's still like I still won, so uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we get like a little bit of um of a glimpse of what happened when they tried to step through that little portal thingy. I'm kind of confused, but I think that's kind of on purpose. Um, they they touched like they touched it and they got disappeared. Like when as soon as they touched it, they just the world turned into this, you know. And that's all we know so far. Um, and while like Batman who laughs is glo- gloating, I guess I'm calling him that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm used to it. I got used to it over yelling about it. <laughs> um, an arrow comes through and uh, with, of course, the Batman insignia on it because, you know, he does love trademarking. And uh, mm-hmm. the other Robins come in and like just shield him just like i got you dad and uh they take the hit for him and uh batman who laughs is just like batman real batman you're here you know and he's like yeah and i'm wearing a coat now and i look super fucking cool um so yeah he just sends his minions after them a lot of like dc characters are now wearing bad bat suits like plastic man and etrigan the devil um <laughs> I think it's a uh, scarecrow Batman. Yeah, there's a scarecrow Batman, and uh, there's a Deathstroke Batman. Clayface Batman is back there somewhere. Oh yeah! No, look, Deathstroke Batman. That's mad funny. Yeah, it is. Um, you gonna tell some minis are like derpy? <laughs> yeah, some of them are like like Etrigan's is kind of like derpy in a way. Yeah. And I'm down with y'all niggas. <laughs> now, he, I don't think he's really like Bruce Wayne. Just Etrigan from one of the universes. <laughs> they just put him fucking... Put the they slapped it on him. Um, yeah, he was like, I'm with it. Yeah, so Batman's facing off an army of alternate versions of himself, I guess. And um, Yet again. This is a pretty cool moment, though, I'll say, that, like, as they're surrounding him and Batman, who laughs, is like, what are you going to do now? Batman pulls out a fucking Black Lantern ring 
and he summons the souls of the dead to come and fight on his behalf. Um, oh, but not any souls. <laughs> he gets regular humans from <laughs> British. British soldiers that he built up a little bit ago. If you were You're reading, a tiny bit, and they defend Gotham. So there's historical emphasis there. And instead of dead superheroes, that would have for sure probably won the whole fight for them. Because I remember Blackest Night; they was wilding out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, man. I mean, you know. Let me relax. You well, know, you know what? He technically did plan, bring. Right? He did bring somebody. He brought Jonah Hex back to life. Oh boy! And you know what? I have <laughs> now that you've been talking about really cool people. I want to say, had I shot that arrow, it this was, would be over. This whole event, DC Metal, would have been over. If Green Batman Arrow had done it, died, and that's it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Hawkeye. I know it's a different <laughs> universe, but that's what they need. Green Arrow's not that official. Yes, no. he's a bow and arrow person, he's awesome. which makes him exceptionally cool than anybody with powers in a comic book. Yeah, I agree. However, he's still not up to par to the skill of Hawkeye yes. and his event-ending skills. <laughs> event-ending skills. <laughs> um, yes. These are Josh's honest feelings, everyone. <laughs> yes. I have a theory. I think the only reason why Green Arrow didn't finish this event right here and there is because uh, <laughs> then Batman would be essentially useless. So no, the reason well, he didn't bright, yeah. the reason he didn't yeah. end it is that he's looking upon them like, entertain me more puppets. <laughs> you have not. Yeah, you're this not... is only the first issue. I mean, there's no <laughs> way they're gonna have a huge event like this. And come on, and blow their load blow with Green Arrow. Arrow. Gotta wait. It. This is. This is actually a teaser for what's to come yeah. with Green Eye and the Green first Eye. And, 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 and the long-awaited um, crossover between DC and Marvel for, for when Hawkeye and um, Green Eye will come in and save this whole event. <laughs> or they fight each other and destroy both multiverses. Oh, man, I can only hope. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Batman uses the lantern ring. And yo, dude, you remember when Hawkeye came in? He, he tried. Remember when Hawkeye traveled in the middle of uh, of the uh, War of the Realms from L.A. to New York on foot almost, just fighting through superpowers? Oh, no, no, it was Absolute Carnage when he defeated like yes, a... Yes, <laughs> Absolute Carnage. He beat many Carnage enemies. <laughs> Many, several. Yeah, I just wanted to trigger Josh. This is how you trigger Josh the hardest: is that you you bring up Arrow characters. Um, meanwhile, in space, uh, Lobo is on uh, Osex, the planet made of living bone, and he finds uh, he 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 digs. Is in that a his... reference? I don't know. I don't. I don't think is so. That a... Is that is, was that a button they hit when I'm supposed to go? Oh no, I, I don't oh, know shit, because I remember that place probably, but I also didn't go. Oh, so who knows? Um, All right, uh, I'll take your word for it, bro. I could be. I if could... I go on YouTube and these people are saying, "Yeah, remember this from that comic," I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I mean, you could be disappointed. <laughs> it didn't make me go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so misinformed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Meanwhile, back in hell, uh, I guess they're just over what just happened and Diana is just going back to work. Um, that... Living bone. Yes. Questions? 
Whatever, bro. It's a comic book. I'm, mm. I'll let it go. Yeah. I've been cynical enough. Yeah. Okay, so Wonder Woman goes into the pit of hell to go see the prisoner. And I can't believe you were... Are you psyched for this, Josh? (laughs) (laughs) It's revealed that the prisoner that they picked up... (laughs) It's the prisoner that they picked up is Wally West! (laughs) Not just Wally West. Dr. Manhattan, Wally West! Yes, who has the greatest character arc in DC. Yet I say... Graphic novel history. <laughs> in all of superhero comics, not one character has had such a divine progression in character than Wally oh West. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like, he wrote the book on this shit, man. There's no other way to... <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> okay, so so Wally, who last we saw, is is a god. He just gets captured by Batman. <laughs> yes, what the fuck? I don't understand. Well, they kind of explain it, but it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> Let me stop jumping ahead. Go ahead, bro. So Wonder Woman's like, Wally, they well, caught are you. Are they all cold or are they all like smoke? I don't, what's going on? I think it's cold. Are they cold? I think it's cold. But they're in hell. A core of hell is probably cold. <laughs> Okay, so Wally is just like, they caught me. I tried everything I could, but the Batman were too Batman. So I got fucking, I got fucked up and taken. Um, <laughs> yo, they beat the shit out of me, dude. And now. <laughs> uh, 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 I thought it was something. And it didn't work out like that. They beat me up, and I'm here now. I tried to, you know, run. Help me, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> I try to run, and then I, I try to tell all my other multiverse versions that I know and live through and everything, and run, and they just, mm-hmm. the bad man who left got me. Kicked us all. <laughs> they kicked all our asses. Because <laughs> he's evil Batman, that, and, you know, Batman. All right. Yeah. Okay, so we get this big two-page spread explaining exactly what's going on here, and apparently... Yeah, they, all right, and on a serious note, they kind of... It is actually pretty interesting. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um. Okay, so... Every, I it's I kind of forgot a lot of what's happening. <laughs> it's a lot. They, it's literally two pages of dialogue, just being like, "Okay, so everything happened, but also everything's being unhappened now." Um, so basically, it's, it's there's this thing called crisis energy, where like all. Fuck, man, <laughs> this is hard to remember. It's all. It was, I would love to articulate it. But Can I'm you? gonna come out like in pieces. I'm gonna just do your best, and I'll best. I'll fill it in. I'll, we'll work together on this one. <laughs> okay. So essentially, right? They're trying to explain that you know the the fundamental forces in the DC universe being like the emotional spectrum, the speed force, and the just excuse me, the justice forces that were I guess explained in the totality. You know, the remaining ones. Mm-hmm. Right, all of that derives from the what do you call that uh, energy? The crisis energy. From no. Oh yes. Wait at the other. No, no, no. The crisis energy is the opposing force mm. that 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 comes out from um from like certain villains. But I'm I'm breaking. I'm gonna. Yes, Before I get to that part, it's they real go dense. To something else. 
<laughs> I feel called, oh, it's um connective. It's like connective energy. That's what they're calling mm-hmm. it. The, the forces of good are connective energy, and that's also what encompasses Doctor what Doctor Manhattan's ability was. You know, I guess a little bit of retcon in there. You know, uh, Doctor Manhattan was always neutral, but. You could argue his power was all about connectivity since he was one with almost everything. Right. So, you know, it, it makes sense. And he still had he still had his own mind for himself and he was able to think complex. So I I about that. And that's a beautiful way to kind of marriage these things all together instead of just Dr. Manhattan being this guy that came by and said, Okay, I'm not gonna be a guy no more. Yeah. It actually has some type of zinning and purpose he just happened to be super super thugged out about it anyway (laughs) so there's this opposing force what they call crisis energy right Mm -hmm. now when when universes are created in the dc multiverse whatever you want to call it um most of them are created with that connective energy what they're saying is perpetually created this universe with that, with uh, uh, crisis shit. energy yeah. at its core, yeah, which is you know what I guess what they're saying led to all of these crazy developments with people with powers and all of these in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, maybe that's jumping ahead too far, but yeah, yeah so she created the she created the earth the, that we know the the universe that we know with the heroes. Uh, was that fifty two? Right? Yeah. Or Earth. Oh, or, uh, Flashpoint. Man. Oh, the, the multiverse that we know about, the whole, the, the 52, the whole, mo- the whole 52 multiverse. Yeah. She created that with the crisis energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I guess the other gods like her, noted, you know, wanted to condemn her for it. So they, you know, they locked her away and hope that, what is it that they say? Because again, we're explaining like the, how, how the universe was created and the forces that created them, where Perpetua came from, what happened to her, you know, so stay with us. Yeah. Stay with us, guys. It is, it is pretty bonkers. And this is the thing is like, if you're just thinking of picking this up, I wouldn't recommend it. This is based on a lot of stuff that has been, been established, not through like 10 years, maybe, uh, but even through since rebirth started like three, it's three years ago. It's kind of crazy. So. This is super meta because I, I tell you this, man. I, I think this is kind of I think DC fans in general, whether you've been a fan in the past or you're a recent fan, I think a lot of people could read this and kind of appreciate what they're doing because they're literally like giving they're writing a reason why re reboots happen which again like we, i feel like we spoke about this before yeah doomsday clock what rebirth was about giving an explanation to these to these reboots that were things that happened because of real life situations like financial situations or just wanted to take a breath and wear in a new direction I like that. I really like that they're kind of like owning it and saying that, no, this is a part of the story and this is how good our writing is. This yeah. is how creative we are. We could create a story out of this. So I agree with that. Um, that's what they're doing here. They're saying that this this crisis energy, what it is in nature is, is I guess, negative. Like it's, uh, it's self-absorbing. 
it's it's nihilistic. I, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it myself because I feel like this is important to to, to flesh out. Mm-hmm. Her goal was to create a multiverse with no memory, one that would live forever in a self-renewing loop of its own importance. Hence the 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 reboots, right? Like mm-hmm. it just keeps going back, and people forget about what happened. Blah blah blah. A multiverse that would prey on others, absorb them, and forget them vampiric and eternally devoted to her yeah so yeah man she she's an asshole we already know that <laughs> and that was that that's why this crisis in 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 the dc yeah universe and that's you know she the gods that be locked her away in this universe behind this source wall that's what that's what that was but anytime there had been a crisis it was through her indirectly um, influencing that. And they said through whispers, but, you know, we could pretty much connect the dots and mm-hmm. say that, all right, you know, she she is so vastly powerful. She was she found a way to get things going in a negative way. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a long... I don't know if you have anything else to add. I mean, guys, you should read it for yourself, and there's plenty of stuff you can look on YouTube, but... Um, I wanted yeah. to explain it for the point of conversation. For sure. And I'd say that I'm I'm on board. I'm also I'm on, on board. board I it. mean, like, I'm kind of confused about the particulars of it. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just need to read it again. Um, yeah. It, DC has been like... For- Wally... All right. So we cracked a lot of jokes about Wally. But this is explaining that, like, Perpetua's... That anti-force is, like, it rivals Dr. Manhattan. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. They... When they was, I, I guess when they, I don't know if we got to that part where he explains what happened when they got to the door, right? No, they, no. I, he's. I think that's probably going to be for later. That we had a second, but not really. Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think a maybe perhaps a little bit later on. Yeah, I could have swore he explained when they they were touching they were touching through the other side. Remember, it showed the electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to. Yeah, I guess what I'll say is that, um, yeah, DC for years has just been like trying to bandage what they did with the Flashpoint and all that. Um, they've just been trying to like recover from that because that really threw them for a loop. They rebooted a universe with no plan. Uh, so this is, I guess, in a way, yeah, Josh, like Josh said, owning it, you know, just uh, trying to contextualize it in story instead of running from what they did. Uh, you can really say that Dr. Manhattan is basically a comic book writer that was just like, what if we do reboot it? We do Superman again, but we do this different and that different. That's all that reboots really are. So, and this is no exception. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that Scott Snyder tried to weave everything in, uh, especially since like all, both of these books were kind of plagued with like delays and whatnot. Um, yeah, they put a lot of burden on his, on his uh, shoulders. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know if that was always the 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 goal to 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 merge that Doomsday Clock stuff with this. Yeah, it was. I mean, it only makes sense, right? These the heavy yeah. hitters. No, yeah, they were questioning Scott um, Snyder about it, and Scott's like, "Yes, we're gonna do it eventually. We just need we're not doing it right now because it's not over yet." You know, at the time, and, uh, Scott Snyder was like yeah. in the middle of his Justice League run before Doomsday Clock was like continuously delayed for like artistic reasons and whatnot. So, yeah, it's it's pretty but it's pretty bananas this whole situation honestly but i'm here for it is what i have to say um they even they they, they used 
they do a good job because he's he's saying that Doctor Manhattan, his energy, right? It basically it rivaled Perpetua, right? And right when they was about to go, they explain why. I think this is what happened. They was about to go through the door, and <clears throat> the energies got canceled out, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of Perpetua dissipating the same way Doctor Manhattan did when he, I guess when he. Uh yeah, like instead of like when Doctor Manhattan dissipated, um, the Batman who laughs gave Perpetua access to the Dark Ball. Yeah. I guess that's the key. So she was able to kind of maintain her conduit of energy, and the universe kept going. Yeah. And then all that energy that from Doctor Manhattan went to Wally West. I think that's what happened. I think that's. Maybe what was happening with Fuginor, but they, you know, I'm kind of just connecting the dots myself right now. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah. In the meanwhile, um, Batman who laughs <laughs> pops up and is like, <laughs> "You thought you could get away from me, eh?" And uh, you know, he starts to gloat. He's like, "Wonder Woman, you dumb idiot! <laughs> I'm a <laughs> you dumb, <laughs> you fucking moron! Go, I'm man. Batman. You think you can out strategy me? Let me guess. You're gonna do a. Du- you're gonna try to get it." behind cover and use your plane as a shield that you, I was trying to, you didn't finish like breaking it down. You're going to hide behind the plane. And, um, Wonder Woman's like, Nope, I'm going to fucking kill you with my invisible chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it's looking like. Like she just killed him. Yeah. Um, is he, he dead? I'm happy. Look at him. He's <laughs> like, he's smiling. as he's, he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. funny. I mean, is he dead? Damn, I don't think so. Him up. What the fuck with an invisible chainsaw? Yeah, he looks like he explodes. He called it to him. He was like, what? You turned it into a weapon? And she had it on her right now. Like, nigga, I did, you did that. <laughs> yeah. You should have thought sooner. Wonder Woman. I'm righteous. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile. And I have to be written well. Yeah, meanwhile, um... The bat, like Doctor Fate, Batman. It looks like like the Sorcerer, Batman. He comes through. Sorcerer Supreme, Batman. Yeah, he just like blasts through a portal. He's like, "Oh my God, it's fucking happened." I guess he's dead for real. So I guess the real plan <laughs> has to be initiated. I guess like Batman who laughs his eyes in now, and he presses this button that's yeah. re- that's reminiscent of the Watchmen button. Mm-hmm. And you know who pops out? We see, of a smiley face. we see a silhouette of a man with Dr. Manhattan's symbol on his head. Uh, damn. <laughs> well, they're call- who, as a Groblins prepare the body of the final Bruce Wayne. It would make sense that Bruce Wayne would become Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Infinite possibilities. Uh, there is a universe where... Uh, Batman killed everybody at Sanctuary instead of Wally West, you know, just threw batarangs everywhere because he couldn't take it anymore. And then he killed everybody, which makes a lot of sense for Batman. <laughs> he went through a lot of shit and he's just a regular human. Yeah, he's just a guy. Um, meanwhile, back at the bunker, we we uh, we turn back to Sergeant Rock. <laughs> Are you ready? Who was he again? One more time. One more time. Sergeant Rock is an old, like, uh, military character from the DC universe. He's just a military guy, from as far as I know. That's it. From any particular comic? I mean, it was his yeah, own. Sergeant Rock and something commandos. 
Yo, dude, oh, look boy. at you mock him, but look at his muscles. Strong as shit, dude. Man, whatever. Go bench press me. Does he have powers? Does he have powers? No. Does he have a bow and arrow? No. So he has a big gun. He has a big cool gun. Uh, that's when Batman comes in and he's like, "Come on, Sergeant Rock, I need you. Let's go fight this war with uh, Super God Lady." Oh, uh, and that's where that issue ends. And um, he's like, his body's in half because that's his spine. What? What the fuck? Have oh shit! That? No, I didn't. Oh my god. Oh, I guess maybe because he's a, like a Black Lantern zombie. Oh. I didn't maybe. notice that. That's pretty cool. Okay. All that's right. Pretty cool. That's pretty metal. Um. Uh, we we. We took our, we took our jabs at this, but I I liked it a lot. Um, oh I, yeah, I'm just having fun. Yeah, man. me too. That's, you know, this um, was a fun read, and I'm looking forward to the next chapter. Yeah, it's not new reader friendly. I wouldn't say though. So proceed yeah, with caution. Um, I would say I guess like start from Scott Snyder's Justice League run and continue, or No Justice, like that little mini series that came before it. Uh, cause after that, the whole series is pretty focused on Perpetua and her deal. So, uh, if you wanted to get into it and wanted to see it, um, I, that's how you, that's how you got to do it. Or if you, if you're really, if you're really nasty, go back and read all of Scott Snyder's Batman. It's all good. So I, I can't complain. Uh, Josh, any final thoughts? No. <laughs> you sure? You want to take yeah. one more jab at the, at the arrow people before we go? Nope. Right. I'm ready to move on. All right, let's do it. Randomize. <laughs> One Piece. Uh, this is One Piece chapter 982, Scoundrel Meets Scoundrel. Um, last we left off, uh, the the worst generation were all just fighting each other on the island. Well, Scratch Monopoly was fighting Eustace Kid and Luffy. Uh, they were just fighting their way past the... Um, the the armed forces of Kaido's men, um, and we s- open this uh, chapter with Kaido chilling, dude. <laughs> He's just out here, just like, Dang, yeah, let's fucking party. I'm drinking. I got Black Maria next to me. I'm going smash, and um, it's all great. And that's when Kanjiro comes in. He has to dis- he has to like defeat all of Kaido's henchmen because nobody knows he's a spy. So. Um, he comes in and he has Momonosuke. He's more beat up than he used to be. Uh, apparently, that little scene where we like see him eyeing that knife didn't work out really well for him. Uh, he got beat the shit out of by Kondro. Um So, yeah, basically that's how that goes. And that that's when Kondro tells everyone, "Like, yo, I couldn't stop the uh, the alliance, so they're all here. You know, they're all here trying to, you know, fight everyone." And um. Yeah, basically, and he's stressed. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Orochi is like, fuck, fuck, no. <laughs> Why is he here? Why didn't you stop him? And uh, it's uh, it's revealed that like one of the one of the Oni Bawashu, I hope I'm saying that right, comes in, and he's like, uh, the battleships aren't back. Uh, you, but we have found uh, Killer Kid, Luffy, and Zoro. Um, so we're we're good on that front. And um, nobody's really worried in Kaido's camp. <laughs> Everybody's just like, "Yeah, you." Kind of like, "Oh, them, them scrubs." Oh, you do remember I, I socked a Luffy in the mouth once, and he's down, <laughs> right? 
Um, so yeah, they're not, they're not particularly worried. Um, except for Orochi. Orochi is like, I need to know they're dead. I need to see their bodies. <laughs> you know, I won't be uh, happy. Sick. I mean, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he's That's not wrong. That's right. Bring up the Orochi. I like how he's, he, his hand is shaking from the, from the plate. <laughs> he's like, nah, I want them dead. Uh, it's really funny. Orochi is the only one who's like, don't you know that they're main characters? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, my only fucking one. <laughs> nah, he's, he's it's just he 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 knows he's just scared. He just wants, you know, this is a personal thing for him. Yeah. So basically, he looks at Momonosuke. He's like, you know what? We cool. I'm just gonna execute this child, and that shall fix everything. Um. Yeah, he's much bigger than Momonosuke. Like, holy shit, bro! He grabs his whole body with his <laughs> hand. Like, I didn't, I didn't know how big he was. I didn't know about like two. He palms his little boy's body. Man, it's like a basketball, an NBA player with a basketball just palming this Dead baby. ass. Like, palms his whole... Come on, he's just, you know, he's, he's like maybe six or seven years old, but still. His fingers reach all the way around his torso. All the way. He's grabbing him like he's a fucking... <laughs> like he's a doll. Yeah, he's dragon anyway, clawing okay. this boy's torso. Okay. He says that I'm, because I'm so big and tough and totally not scared. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna kill this kid for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah. So the real, like, yeah, man, I can't wait. Oh man, I can't wait till his head gets sliced off. <laughs> or maybe maybe one piece will get super dark and they'll kill him slowly. That'll be pretty. Dope. Yeah, they'll just uh, they'll bring him along on the ship, but only in a torture chamber. And every time they're fr- <laughs> every time they're frustrated, they just like burn a brand on him, like you bitch. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Hmm. And I know this is a totally, mm-hmm. but if they brought him along the sunny, right? Like made him part of the punishment. Crew? Oh. And made him like clean the decks and do all this <laughs> stuff, but then eventually became a crew member, would you be upset? <laughs> I mean, like right now. I mean, like, would you be upset about that if you heard that? That, listen, that was the plan. Listen, we didn't think Robin was going to be a crew member. <laughs> she was a villain. Yeah, right. You know what's funny? I knew she was going to be a crew member. And as I read the shit, I, did, I, I was still surprised. Like, oh, yeah, she does join the crew. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, you know, who knows? Orochi for Straw Hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there Cabin Boy? Either uh, him or Caribou. Wet caribou. <laughs> Wet haired caribou. That's his name. Wet haired. <laughs> <laughs> How is that your side of wet hair? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't even apply to his powers at all. He's just wet haired no, caribou. <laughs> because he's slimy and stuff. He's moist all the time. Like, he's mud. Because of his powers, so his hair's all like, you know, you know like you know, damp. He's, so dirty. he's very damp. They like, always sweaty. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at uh, at the Southern Forces, uh, Dendro, who is disguised as Kyoshiro, still nobody knows. Like he's still he's secretly Dendro. He pops up to one of the Tobiropo, the Fishman Tobiropo, and he's like, "Wow, you're here, Kyoshiro, my friend, my <laughs> my buddy, hey. my buddy who I yeah, trust." Bro. Hey, dude. Yo, where's your pompadour? I like that. You got rid of the pompadour. Oh man, 
man. He's like, you're switching it up a little bit. The funny thing <laughs> is, like, I don't got no beef with Sasaki personally. Yeah. You know? I, I, he's pretty, he has a cool design. Yeah. Uh, he's a little fat. You know, he's a thick <laughs> man. Yeah, a little chubby. He's a little chubby he, guy. But but because he's, a little, because he's got that round belly, to me, he seems a little more humble. Like, he's not... Yeah, like he's not gonna just talk shit to you just for the sake of it and try to hurt your feelings because he knows he went through it. Yeah, and now he's a big boy. Now. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. So, so, so Saki is like a sweet guy, and he's like, "Fuck out of here." Oh, what's good, homie? See, he got betrayed, and I think I was a little fucked up. Mm. But you know, it's a war, bro. Yeah, it's a war. Sat up with the wrong people. All right, so he's like, "Yo, you got rid of your pompadour, man. I love that shit." But you know, you got to look fresh for the fire festival and all that. Uh, <laughs> I get it. You know, we're having a party here. And uh, they just fucking, they chain him up. And he's like, Kyoshiro, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Kyoshiro just oh, like. nigga said, I wouldn't have expected you to slip out of the feast either. I'm weak. He was talking about Sasaki because <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> you. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That was slick. <laughs> wow. Sasaki's a piece of. No, not Sasaki. This is Kyoshiro's a piece yeah, of. Yeah, Denji's shit. an asshole. Denjiro is just fat shaming, fat shaming people left and right. That's his devil fruit power. Is uh is extreme uh, gaslighting. Yeah. So he he slips. Sea prism stone. Yo, dude, this uh, is mad funny. He's like Kyoshiro, how could you? We we were pals, and then he just like slips off his like robe and is like gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> and, do you know much about Wano's history? Sasaki? <laughs> Sasaki? <laughs> is he disrobing? I'd be very scared. I'd be like, dog, I'll tell you whatever you want. Just keep your clothes on. This is getting very fucking weird. <laughs> you could have just told me you were a traitor, dude. <laughs> you you Jeez, could've... you're so jacked. Look at your fucking. <laughs> Sasaki, Sasaki, this is what a real body looks like. It's like a volcano. This is what it looks like when you spend eight oh hours in the God. gym a day. <laughs> Get on my level, little ass boy. <laughs> you ever complete to a P90? Yeah, he's his back. His back is just like crazy. You know, I seen a meme on Facebook the other day, and it was like it was uh, defining a lot of New York slang, and mm-hmm. one of them was brawling. and it was and the definition was something along the lines of when somebody is so fit to the point that it's intimidating, and the, no, yeah, so so brawling to the point that it's intimidating. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, he is brawling. Yeah, Dendro's back alone. Oh, it's like shit. <laughs> you can watch clothes on that back. Um, Let me see. see his face. He's about <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Okay, so back at Sasaki, the Sasaki has no idea what's going. On. <laughs> yeah, he's very confused. Um, he didn't know he was the enemy. He didn't know how he looked without the pompadour. He didn't know he was so fucking Jack. Yeah. He's that's the yeah, icing Sasaki's on the cake. The I think he's out of here. Yeah, it's funny. Like he's calling him fat and shit. He's and deep down in his mind, he's like, "All right, man, you're the one to talk." And then he slips off the <laughs> right. And he slips off the robe. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is this is hurts, man. I'm trying. Man, I made it to the Toby Ropo. I'm not nothing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! What the fuck? 
What does the guy got to do to get some respect around here? <laughs> um, meanwhile, on the Eastern Forces... <laughs> Meanwhile, the Eastern forces, uh, Chopper and Usopp are like running for their lives because Big Mom has discovered them oh, and is yeah. like, "Fuck you, we're strong." And she remembers them. Like, I didn't even was Chopper even with them on the island? I thought he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, she's the one who saw him first. Remember last chapter? That little panel where yeah, 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 yeah. But she, they might have been able to get away with it. And she didn't know who the fuck Chopper was. But I guess she knows about the show. Yeah. Well, you know, like they spent so. they spent time. You know, you remember, like when she was in her am- amnesia amnesia state, she was just like hanging with him. Oh. So maybe she like. Yeah, remember. you're right. Oh, Ulan. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I thought there was going to be like a little bit more significance as to why she saw Chopper as opposed to everybody else. Um, I thought that she was going to be like Chopper, you know, like have like sweeter feelings Chopper towards him. Chopper. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, she don't. She's about yeah. business. She's like, I want your fucking leader, dude. So, uh, Chopper, Usopp, and I think not. Oh, Nami left, but um, Chopper and Usopp f- like roll out in the tank to try and distract her while the rest of the forces. Uh, run the other way and try to get away from her. Um, Nami, uh, Carrot, and Shinobu were also in the uh, the tank with her with them, so they got out. So you know, make things a little better. But as they're running away, they get fucking found by Prometheus, uh, the son that has Big Mom's soul within it. Uh, along, <laughs> and she's this is the creepiest panel in One Piece history. <laughs> just the son with his big dumb smile going like i found you it was a pretty great moment uh so yeah prometheus goes after nami shinobu and carrot uh meanwhile inside kaido's castle they're already inside that's crazy um yeah uti and page one are just like running around trying to get to work and whatnot and that's when they run into luffy in the mid combat uh Uti is just looking up at him like, who the fuck are you? And Luffy's like, no, who are you? And that's where the chapter ends. Um, Yeah, you guys are, yeah, these guys are both on the Toby Robo, right? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, Page One and Uti are both on the Toby Robo. So they count as one or are they two separate members? Yeah, they're two separate members. Um, Oh. Yeah. yeah, your boy Luffy looking real swagged out with the jacket, man. That, I'm keep lie. telling you, I got, I keep telling you that fucking jacket's fucking sick as hell. <laughs> it's a jacket, right? Yeah, it's a jacket. No, it's just a cape. Okay. He's, he's reached. The uh, sleeves are just behind somewhere. There's he's, a. He's, he's rocking a Yu-Gi-Oh style. There's a level in One Piece character that you know how official they are by how they wear their jacket. <laughs> Garp wears it the same way. Yeah. Like most of the admirals, they all wear it the same way. And that's how you know you got on that level. Oh, sh- leaning on the shoulder. Yeah, leaning on the shoulder. No matter how Never they move, fall, it stays on. You know, in real life, <laughs> yeah, it's so what... hard to walk around like that. Yeah, that's right? what I was about to say. Really it's like, no matter what happens, it's just attached, glued to their shoulders. It's really dope. It's, it's really dope for Monica. It's held together by hockey itself. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. Yeah, right. that, was, uh, that was One Piece. Uh, very fun. Very it was like a, it was a regular like build up chapter, you know, transitory type of deal. Um, I I enjoyed talking about it. It was really fun. Uh, so, always a big fan of One Piece. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next week. Josh, do you have anything to say before we go? 
All right. Let's randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some good, 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 good. Strange Adventures. Um, this is uh, Strange Adventures number two. Uh, it is uh, another maxi series by Tom King and Mitch, Mitch Gerards. Gerards. These two, they made Milk Miracle Man together. They're basically a team at this point, and this time they're focusing on uh, on Adam Strange, who is a BC list space hero in the DC universe. Um, he his whole deal is that uh, Strange is basically a war hero. They're doing like a war hero motif where there's something dirty in Adam Strange's past that seems to come out. But no one knows what exactly it is. Like he just put out a book that tells of his exploits when he was fighting on Ron, a war on Ron, uh, the planet on which he's a hero for, um, and he's looked up to by all, except something comes out, and now uh, Batman has charged Mister Terrific into looking into uh, the whole situation because Batman himself would be biased. He would. Batman felt like he would be looking to clear Adam Strange and he needed somebody without that bias to look into it. So why not the canonical third smartest man in the DC universe, uh, Mr. Terrific, to get into it? Um, it's hard to get uh, it's hard to explain like page by page what's going on here. Uh, it's a lot of cutting back and forth between the story that Adam Strange tells in his book and Mr. Terrific's investigation. Um there's basically two stories going on here at any given time. And in Adam Strange's story at the time, it's uh, when he was trapped in a desert on run. He was basically, his pack has run out of battery, uh, out of juice. So he's basically walking on foot, foot across this desert to try and find help. Uh, and he comes across uh, a group of natives and uh, they're like, and he basically is like, help me or I'll shoot you or something. Because they seem to also be hostile, to be fair. Um, they're like pointing a, a gun at him too. So yeah. Meanwhile, Mr. Terrific is, it's basically Mr. Terrific side of the story. It takes place during, between the time where he, Batman asks him to take on this case and, uh, and his acceptance of it. So he's basically just doing some light investigatory stuff, trying to see if it's worth his time. Um, and uh, he reads his book a few times over. Um, so he and he comes to a conclusion that like he writes that his daughter's dead. And that's the thing. That's like part of the mystery is that his, uh, Adam Strange's daughter is is thought to be dead. But apparently, uh, Mr. Terrific does not agree with that assumption. Uh, he's like he writes that his daughter's dead. She is not. And I doubt that that's the only lie. So he's like. I'm in, you know? Uh, and the reason for that is that, like, this whole time he's been doing these little quizzes with his T-spheres, these little, like, s robotic spheres that follow him around and do stuff for him. Um, he he tells them to ask him something he doesn't know. And uh, he the T-sphere asks him the sex of the baby that died with his wife. And that's why he takes on this case is that someone he's lying about how his daughter died and that kind of strikes a chord with him personally having lost his own child. So mm. the issue ends with uh the same way the first issue ends. It's basically him going up to Adam Strange. They're about to talk to each other for the, for the first time. Um 
and Adam Strange is under the is on is, knows that he's investigating him. So this is basically the first line of questioning by Doctor uh, Mister Terrific coming up in the next issue. Um, this is really well 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 written stuff. Uh, I recently finished Mister Miracle. Um, we've we're no stranger to Tom King. We've covered like half of his Batman run, uh, Heroes in Crisis stuff like that. Uh, he likes to do this thing where he looks at psychology in heroes he seems to be very interested in like the deep psychological issues that a character could have uh and adam strange's is more like i guess like a a militaristic type of thing stolen valor stuff like that i'm interested in seeing where this goes uh, these are always like really well written and very different comic books it's not like a traditional superhero thing um so I'm a fan, and I liked how this issue played out. It was cool to see Dr. Man... Uh, I keep almost calling him Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Mr. Terrific <laughs> uh, get invested in this and see his own mystery, his own personal mystery with this. Um, I'm here for it. I can't wait for the next issue. Um, I, I really enjoyed reading this. It's a nice little brush, breath of fe- fresh air uh, when it comes to superhero comics. Yeah, I, I need to go back to the first chapter and then read this one again. Too, yeah. Because I'm kind of... It's been a while. I'm I mean... Kinda... <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, we yeah, covered it. talking about a dead daughter, but he's in the desert with his wife. Yeah, those are flashbacks. Batman's talking to Mr. Terrific, so it's got to be important. It's flashbacks, you <laughs> and know. Mr. Terrific keeps answering quite random trivia facts. I'm like, I get it, man. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You're smart, dude. <laughs> um, no, I believe I, it. You didn't have to prove it like that. I yeah. Yeah, always, uh, good stuff. Um, honestly, it's it's we're covering a series that we haven't read since the before the quarantine like this was a month probably before the quarantine we almost lost like we're almost at like month four of not having comics so a lot, our memory on a lot of stuff is going to be a little spotty when it comes to this but uh i highly recommend it it's only two issues in get in while <laughs> the going's good um it's great to read like month to month too because you know it's like a little mystery thing i like it um but um yeah, with that being said, uh, we're going to move along. Unless, like, Josh, you have any, and like, if you had any thoughts. Nope. All right. Randomize. Oh, good. Dr. Stone. Uh, this is Dr. Stone, Chapter 154, Spy versus Spy. Um, last we left off, um, the everybody's out to kill each other, essentially. Um, the Kingdom of Science has sent their their t- their ground team to go hunt down Zeno and kidnap him. Meanwhile, Zeno sent his assassin out and like, yeah, kill this child for me. And Stan, his assassin is like, cool. <laughs> Say no <Sure>. more. <laughs> Say no more, dude. Um, All right. <laughs> we get like to. He accidentally got to go to the store for him. He was just like, yeah, all right, no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Are you sure you could go to the store for him? Yeah, I can. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, and we we get to meet like more members from the American Kingdom of Science. Uh, there's this lady named Luna. Uh, there's a guy named Carlos, and this other guy whose name I forget. Um, but they are <laughs> tertiary. <laughs> so who cares? Um. So basically, they brought them along, uh, so that the girl can kind of infiltrate the ship, uh. 
he, he pulls out this sniper rifle. They didn't even know that he was there to absolutely murder these children. Uh, we get a big two-page spread of him sitting sniper style on the uh, on the tree branch. Admittedly, very well drawn. I thought that was sick as shit. Yeah. Um, biggest gun in the planet for a 14-year-old boy. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the plan is, is the reason, like, they brought Luna along is and they dressed her in this, like, striped shirt is because she's supposed to go on board their ship and uh, serve as his yardstick. Because uh, they get into... <laughs> they they get That's deep... That's mad funny. They get deep into the art of sniping, you know? So it's basically, it's not just like sh- shoot, you know, aim and shoot. He's using her as like a yardstick. Uh, Scaling-wise, from his distance, those stripes would be five inches apart. And that's how he would he would measure his shot against her, her stripe, the stripes on her dress uh, to get the most precise shot possible. And he's she's also supposed to identify who, who Dr. Taiju is so that he can shoot immediately um and they do that and that's basically like the chapter ends kind of with uh luna showing up and is like help me i'm um <laughs> i need i'm desperate to run away from Zeno. they're trying to kill me and then <laughs> senku comes in like are you hurt miss <laughs> please come on to our ship and uh she immediately falls in love with him because senku is like, yeah <laughs> immediately no and everybody's like yeah sanku <laughs> fucking women are dumb <laughs> go for it um just their thoughts not ours not ours that's their thoughts <laughs> they're like <laughs> i mean women are very smart i agree <laughs> just so you guys know much much smarter than men. yeah these men for sure for sure. For saying that. <laughs> even out of, even in context, we shouldn't have said that. Um, but yeah, Senku reveals that, like, everybody's like, wow, Senku's really a- attracted to this girl. That's weird. He's Senku. He's asexual as fuck. He doesn't want to fuck anybody. And it turns out they're right. Uh, Senku's like, I'm just using this girl to find out what I can about Zeno, and I will win. <laughs> And like weird, but okay. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's okay to be attracted to people, saying but whatever. It is. Do your thing, bro. Focus on what you got. Focus. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I guess after the Stone World, he'll find some type of nerdy girl. Yeah, some some type. Um, or someone that's totally subservient, just like Taiju's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Will do everything he says. Yuzuriha totally is that her name? Subservient, isn't she? Like what? Who? Yuzuriha. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, she's, she doesn't give you subservient vibes, passive subservient. I mean, she's passive for sure. You know, she's like typical shonen hero lady. It's just like, I'll do whatever the hero wants, kind of. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was Dr. Stone. I thought it was fine. I thought the stuff with like, um, with with Stan was interesting because um, a lot of the time we see sniper characters, it's always just like I got the perfect aim and I just shoot. And he's like, Nah, I really need like a yardstick, and you know I can't just shoot. <laughs> I need. Like, to... I can't just let one look off. They're gonna see when I'm mad, and then I got to dip. Yeah, and it's gonna be really annoying. And if... yeah, so just just go and help. Yeah, we gotta be nerds about it. <laughs> you know. It but, makes uh, t- you know. Makes so sense. much more sense. 
plus they can get extra information potentially. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, Randomize. It is Superman number 22. <laughs> Um, this is Superman number 22. Last we left off, I almost didn't remember, and then I was like, oh, yeah. Um, last we left oh, off... Oh, yeah, this guy. Yeah, the last we left off, Mongol attacked the, uh, the, uh, what was it, the planets? United Planets? And just started fucking shit up, and it didn't work, because Superman was able to convince them that Mongol was a bad guy. Um, as if they needed convincing. So Mongol got pissed, and then he brought his entire world, war world over to Earth to, to square up with Superman. Um, yeah, and to destroy Earth and stuff because he's that much of a hater. Yeah. Typical stuff. I mean, people are always attacking Earth, especially because Superman's there. So this is this is pretty par for the course. Yeah, pretty reg. <laughs> Quite reg. Um, meanwhile, Lois Lane is talking to this government lady, and they have, like, you know, bantery talk, but it's also... The main focus is just like, yeah, okay, we're cool with Superman like representing us, but he cannot make any mistakes ever again. Never. We you know, can any of his friends like the Justice League and yeah. of the other heroes. You know, the people that he can't possibly hope to control. <laughs> Nobody no uh, actions he can't control at all because they're independent people of their own thought. Yeah, if they fuck up, <laughs> he's also Good thing, like, Heroes in Crisis didn't happen right now, because then, <laughs> then it would be like, what the fuck is this, Clark? <laughs> your, yeah, right? Your boy yeah, just exploded you. a bunch of other... <laughs> your, boy, your boy just exploded a bunch of... Uh, your, more of your boys, you know? Control your boys. So I'm not feeling that, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling not that. Okay. You know what? Now, you know what? The United Nations will take it from here. Um, yeah, right? Like, fuck out of here. Yeah. No, you're not. Superman's it's... gonna walk right up to your face and... Okay, <laughs> Superman right. would probably be like, fine, do it. I don't want to fucking be out there. This sucks. I almost got killed by Mongol. Um, he did. That was a little annoying. But, <laughs> <you know. laughs> the, yo, dude, there's a panel that made me laugh so hard. Okay, so Mongol, they're fighting, you know... And, you know, they're evilly matched, uh, so Superman's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to take out his entire planet. And then he just blasts himself into the core, and uh, he takes all these attacks. And there's you see that panel with Mongol, uh, that really close-up panel with him going like... <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> My house, basically. <laughs> That should make me laugh so hard, dude. It was mad funny. Like, what do you think was going to happen? You always lose against Superman, nigga. What? <laughs> it's his face is so great this time. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck, man. I, I thought I had him this time. <laughs> uh, like, it's so funny. It's kind of like this was like his first fight ever against this this villain. And this, this is not the case. Yeah, pretty he much. He really forgot who Superman was. Yeah. He really forgot what planet he was pulling up to. He got hit way too hard the last time he fought with Superman. <laughs> he that's forgot. What I, that's what really got. Yes. He got, he got hit in the back. Oh, hmm. So his entire yeah, world, world right, his entire world, world is destroyed. Uh, Mongol is now homeless. Um, and you know, you know, more mistake. No more mistakes. Come happens. Um, Mongol is defeated. 
he survives the nuclear explosion of his war world. And Superman's like, you know what? I'm going to give you some just desserts. They fight some more. Superman knocks him out. And then he ties him to like the generator of his war world, brings him back to his home planet where they don't respect that that fucking that bitch shit. <laughs> He's like, you got beat by this no, guy. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're all skinny and like weak looking, and then they're gonna judge Mongol for losing to this. <laughs> Just... it, was, yeah, it was like these guys combined. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hmm. So, yeah, I guess they're going to kick his ass now for being a little fucking bitch. It's like, you couldn't, How dare you lose. You couldn't fucking take that guy? <laughs> How dare you make one mistake? <laughs> How dare you fight against a nearly immortal Kryptonian and lose? <laughs> Where the fuck's your world world, huh? <laughs> oh. Oh. You lost, you lost an entire world world? Come on, bro. We gave, we gave you that on loan, on lease. Um. So, Bat- Superman returns back to the Daxum Planetary, um, and he's just he's wearing a fresh coat. The Justice League is Justice League too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, John Johns is there. Which I'm like, where really? is he? He's not in the current Justice League. Why is he here? <laughs> yeah, he's just gone. You think he dies in Dark Knight's Metal, and that's why they don't use him as much? Oh, I hope not. I mean, I talk a lot of shit about the guy, but I don't dude, want he's died in front of me. He's died so many times already at this point. I just don't want to see him lose anymore. That's all. Yo, but no, I think this all the Superman stuff happens before. I think it's after. Perpetual. I think it's before after the, the war. No, because he he just revealed himself. Yeah, but dude, then I don't know. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, like he's um, shit. I had a, a thing in mind. I forgot it. Whatever. Um. Anyway, Batman, uh, Superman goes back to Earth, and he uh, he links up with his wife, and they just talk in bed, and she's just casually like, you know, um, the FBI stopped by here, and Superman's like, cool. What is that? Why is that? Is that why like things are weird right now? And she's like, yeah, but who cares? You're Superman. What are they gonna do? And uh, that's where the issue ends. True. True. Yeah. Um, next month. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like this issue fine. Um, it was, right. it was cool. Yeah, apparently Bendis is leaving the Superman title. Uh, I don't know if he's staying on Action Comics. He seems to be staying on Action I wish Comics. He would, I wish he would keep Superman. No, what did I like more? I think Superman was better, in my opinion, from the Rebirth, like onward, than Action Comics. But they were both pretty good. Yeah, they're they're consistently good. I mean, from Rebirth, the Superman books were my favorite. I'm out of it. No, they were great. Uh, the like team that, that came out of Rebirth. Yeah, the team that came before Bendis was awesome. They did great work. Oh my god, they were incredible. Yeah, it sucks that like I, it sucks that they were probably like pushed out because Bendis is like, I want to do something. You know what happened? It was like, wait, wait, wait. He wants to do what with John Kent? <laughs> nah, all right. Let's just go to fucking. You do. You do know I created this kid, right? You do know that was me, right? Yeah, like there was a Clark Kent before, but it was never like that, right? Like it was never. No, it was never a John I mean, Kent. John Kent. There was, was never a John Kent before. No, it was basically Tomasi's creation. Holy shit, you're right, man! Because they brought back the Superman and Lois that were together when mm-hmm. you know when he had the black Superman outfit mm-hmm. on. Yeah, Convergence was important for that. Yeah, it was. That was like the only thing they. they kind of, it's the only holdover. They kind of kept. 
yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's apparently going to give it up, and I'm like, cool. I always felt weird about him writing both, uh, especially when yeah, they didn't right. tie into each other that much. No, they didn't, and they weren't being done well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, looking forward to best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, let us randomize. It's called partner, but it should be called gangster time. My hero academia. <laughs> this is my hero academia chapter nine, uh, 275 encounter part two. Um, I guess we should just get this out of the way. Certified RGC I mean, it's been back to back. I mean, you know. I know who's gonna die now. That's the name of the chapter for me. <laughs> now I know who died. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, guess, uh, actually, they can't. They can't keep faking us out, right? <laughs> they can't keep faking us out. No, no, no. They're gonna fake us out again. I know who's gonna die. For sure. No, they're going to fake us out again. It's not going to be Hunks. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be Coda. It's going to be Coda from Class A. It's going to be the kid that talks to animals. He's just going to come in and get no. disintegrated. Please <laughs> not. I know, I'm joking. But uh, no. last we left off, uh, Shigaraki took off in hot pursuit of Deku to t- try to take all for one. Oh, one for all. And um, yeah, it's it's confirmed the thing that we picked up last week. That's probably obvious, but I didn't I didn't see it. Uh, that uh, Shigaraki is using uh, is using Ragdoll's quirk to find uh, to oh, I like them. the validation there. Mm-hmm. Further proof that he actually watches our podcast. Yeah, he knows. He's, he's like, I gotta explain to the boys. Um, so Deku is uh, on the run. He just explained to uh, Endeavor what's going on. Uh, he's He's like, uh, I'm too far away from to spot Shigaraki, so please let me know if he changes. And Endeavor's like, fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I, I'm focused on killing this kid. And then he just body slams his entire 250 pound of muscle on his body. But uh, but uh, Shigaraki takes that shit and just takes off. Um, and, he no- and Endeavor notices now that he basically confirms, yeah, he's chasing after uh, Midoriya now, so... Everybody come converge here and try to help us out. He, uh, you know, tells him about the regeneration and all that. Um, and there's a moment where uh, Deku and uh, and Bakugo have a moment uh, where they're talking, and B- Bakugo just realizes, like, uh, Deku just realizes, like, wait a minute, why are you following me? <laughs> and uh, it's basically going back to like the guilt that uh, that Bakugo felt for uh, for his involvement in uh in all might's demise so to speak feels like that was so long ago too actually but it was it was a long time ago that was like we're on like volume 20 something like late 20s and that was in like volume 14 i believe so Mm. it was years ago so yeah good way to bring it back and um we get a little breakdown as to how much power that deku can use now uh he can the max he can like use, and that's him being careful, is using forty five percent of uh, of all for of one for all. Um, the other motivating force is that he Bakugo wants to 
be strong. You know, he wants to be stronger than Deku. It's more of like it's more of that shonen rivalry thing. Still in line with his character. Yeah, I like that funny. a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's you know, still a different take, right? He, you know, he's he's still kind of it's the way he's going about it because he's not being a sundered all the way about it. Like yeah. he's he's acknowledging like, nah, you're getting stronger, and I'm not getting left behind. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, which I think is thinking about me. Yeah, I don't care who you think you're meant to be. What 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 all for one represents? I'm the man. Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah, it's like consistent. That. For sure, um, yeah, he's legit. Like my, he's probably my favorite character, man. I hate to say it, but he gonna is. be sad to see he him go. Is. No, he's like one of my favorites too. He's awesome, Bakugo. Who doesn't like him? Honestly, it's hard to hate him, right? It's hard to hate him. It's hard to hate him. Um, okay, so back at Shigaraki, he's being chased by Endeavor, and then he notices that they're all talking on community on comms. So he's like, he combines two different quirks his air blast and uh, radio waves and basically scrambles everybody's communications. And then he just teleports. Then he just teleports in front of Deku and Bakugo. And there's this moment where like they get the sense that he's about to wreck their entire existences. This two page spreads two in a row with him just like, fuck out of here. And it's just like, like a sense. Yeah. I mean like there, this is not happening right now. But that's how they're feeling is happening. That's like they know what's about to go down. And then uh, they get saved by Grant Torino. Uh, he comes in in the nick of time, pulls these kids away. Uh, and of course, not only Grant Torino, but Ryukyuku <laughs> pops through with. Pulls up like the sugar. I get like, like, I heard y'all said I was so. Up. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> Yo, she's so simple, all right? Y'all got it. Yeah, I got it. All right. I, I fucked with her. I fucked with her. All right. She gave it up real filthy. She knew what time it was, too. It's not like, oh, she didn't know what she was getting into. She knew exactly what she was fighting and didn't care. Said, I'm going for direct contact. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting hands wow. on this boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Earned my respect all the way. <laughs> That whack moment she had with that big dude, remember? She fell to the fucking <laughs> ceiling. That was so I mean, I'm going to tell you this, Josh. I'm going to go on a limb here and say you were very hard on her <laughs> for no reason. Because <laughs> she's corny. Bro. You were absurdly hard dude. on her. That's it. That's <laughs> your power. I'm just a dragon. Come mm-hmm. on. That's like X-Drake. <laughs> X-Drake's pretty cool. cool, bro. You know it's not. Yo, dude, I watched. Cool uh, it looks nice on I paper. watched Stampede recently. Oh man! And there's a scene where, because uh, there's a scene oh, where man. all the supernovas fight, including X Drake. Yeah. He turns oh, into. Oh really? Yeah. He turns In into Stampede? a dinosaur. Yeah. When they all have the suits, right? No, that's a, that's wait. What you keep referencing? Strong World. <laughs> that yeah. Because so <laughs> that's the one I remember seeing the the cover page this for. Yeah. Okay, so I missed Stampede. Maybe we'll watch that one day. We should have watched that when I pulled up last time. <laughs> it didn't. I they only like released it for free in the quarantine, so can watch it uh, on Funimation's website. So, um, okay, so back to this uh, beast moment. Q walks in and she's just like "fuck out of here!" and she's like swinging at him with all her might. But you know, Shigaraki is like, "I'll just touch you." 
you know. But she gets him real like like just in time. Yeah, smacks him. No, oh, not only no, that. That's no, not that's not what happens. happens. What happens is like he touches her and he's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And then he gets knocked into space and is like, "The fuck?" And this is like it's moment. Immediate smash the fuck up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a moment she where took like stock for sure. There's a moment where like Isa was like. Was that Midoriya Bakugo? Crust, the number six hero. You kept me alive. And my friend, you also kept me alive. My entire... Even though you died man long ago. But you know, you technically, you know, you did the thing. (laughs) My entire life, taking him down is why I'm still alive. And we see Aizawa, big panel, cool. It's like, don't you lay a rotten finger on my students. With to be fair, Shigaraki does have pretty rotten fingers. Yeah. Real gross, corroding, corroding fingers, yeah. and uh, he, he just wa- he he's still flying away, just like you know, you're a pretty cool, eraser head. And that's where the chapter Uh-oh. ends. Um, yeah, um, uh. maybe it's Izawa. Maybe Izawa gets the big Mario death signed. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, I don't really have too many thoughts. I'm just kind of. I'm baiting my breath until next week, man. Yeah. This um, is going to end really crazy. Yeah, I don't know who's going to die. <laughs> yeah, I I'm done. I think it's going to be him now because it's like, this is, these are all proper times for all of these guys that have died. Endeavor, Hawks, or even a Razorhead. Yeah, I don't it's know. just, someone needs, someone needs to die and it needs to be like some type of time pass. Yeah, if you any, know what I mean? They have to, if anybody's been, be Naruto. If anybody's been listening to our podcast for any particular amount of time, you know we're pretty bad at calling stuff. So I guess. <laughs> you, as, All right. So you want me to know? You want you want to know who I think is gonna die after reading this? And chapter? I want to hear the news, bro. What the fuck? There's no news. For that he has no news. Oh. He has a theory. You you want to know who I think is gonna die after reading this chapter? Yes, Brian. Rumor has it. What's that? All my. What? All Might's gonna oh, be the one that dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, We're all this what? shit. Is yeah, being, why? How? He's not even there. Is, is trust me, I have a fucking feeling. I have a gut feeling. I'm calling it right now. All Might's gonna be the one that dies at the end of this arc, or towards like this is where shit's gonna really turn around. That because, would be mad convenient. Because All Might was already predicted to die a very gruesome and terrible death, right? Yeah. And this would be the time for it to happen, the actual passing of the torch for the symbol of peace to Deku. Yeah, but he already it's, did that. Is, I mean, how many well, dramatic well, moments? Actually do it. Like, the only time the symbol of peace actually gets passed over is when the, when the predecessor dies. Oh, no. Or is it? Yeah, the predecessor dies, right? Like, you know how Nana did it? How every other holder of One for All did it before. Yeah, but that was like more of a circumstance where they couldn't. They were already on death's door. They just they did they did, it wasn't planned that they passed it along in that moment. So it's not like they died and that's when the full extent of All for One uh, One for All hits. It's that they were already dying and that's when they passed on their power. It's not that they like exactly. All Might and probably. Um, Nana were the first people to not hand over their powers under duress. So, and this, I feel like this time, All Might is definitely. I feel like this is. I don't doubt it. Um, All Might, because I have a feeling he's going to show up. Like it makes it makes sense that like All Might dying would trigger something in the All for One quirk. I'm in the One for All quirk that he would need 
you know what I mean, in order to advance and actually have a chance against um, yeah. all for one. I mean, I guess I, I do. I, I do agree with that. I think that's gonna happen. I think when he does pass, like there's gonna something else is gonna unlock, like the la- like some of the last pieces that are yeah. gonna like kind of help guide him. Yeah, or maybe he'll be the in there like Avatar style. You know what I'm saying, like Roku. Yeah, where he'll be able to like talk to him and you know while he's training or something. Yeah, that would be cool. And you know what? I'd rather all my die than one of these guys. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because we know um, he's supposed to die already. Yeah, I don't think but, uh, uh, Brian's wrong. It's just a strange like, how does he die? I guess is how does he get in there? They certainly haven't given a whole bunch of information as far as how the transfer works exactly like how much of, you know what i mean they, they've never kind of been well it's a gradual so thing i wouldn't I mean, be surprised it's a it's like a it was a gradual overtime thing so meteoria would has been basically loading up this entire time so yeah. he, he doesn't get all of the power immediately it takes a while to kick in it takes a long time apparently. and and so. he's not gonna get the full extent of it until all might's gone you know i mean who knows it's it's a I there's no way All Might leaves this series without dying, so I I get that, and I can I can see him dying in this, but then like how I mean, You'll, Shigaraki has I, no I, real I reason think, I think to go after him because he doesn't have it anymore. So I don't know it it feels well, All Might isn't the kind of guy to go like even when he's powerless, he's probably not gonna be just sitting around fucking with his hands on his ass. He's yeah, going to be doing something. I'm confused about like how, like if, if he does, if he is to die in this situation, then he ain't going to be fighting because he, yeah. he can't, you know, they he already used the, they've already ran that gimmick. In my opinion, yeah. They the can't do that again too. His, I think he's going to no die. I think he's going to die doing something similarly to what Deku did for Bakugo. That would be cool. You know, that's like a, like a, like, uh, even though he's helpless in the situation, he's still running in to do something. Because he's a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. And I that's think, why... I think that's... It would bring yeah. everything full circle. It would show why Deku... Why he would have chosen Deku, right? Because, like, in a, even when is. they're completely fucking used, they still run in. Like, their body just takes over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that, that like... That would be really poetic. Yeah, I'm not saying that you're, like, kind of... You're wrong at all. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how <laughs> you know like logistically it's a logistical issue. Listen, I'm not trying to figure <laughs> out how. I just know it's gonna happen. I just have a, a gut feeling that it's gonna happen. Yo, what if All Might lives through this entire series? Fucking. Yo, Horikoshi. So Horikoshi's listening to this podcast right now. I was like, hey, <laughs> you guys think you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, about that. Yo, I so, made Ryu Q uh, hard just to fuck with you. You think I'm gonna yeah. sit here and let all my die? Confirm your theory. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. I liked it. I liked it a fair bit. Um, it is just kind of it, it's very exciting. Uh, as far as like transitioning chapters go, uh, pretty good. Very exciting. It was this chapter was mainly to establish Bakugo. Some more development on his end. So I don't mind it. Um, but that's... I like how Gran Torino pulled up and said, hey, Danny, I really thought y'all was going to scrap with him. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you guys are... That's what was about to happen. You guys are too. nothing. So I, I... Yeah, he's like, Again, yeah, 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 I'm ready for that. 
And this is why I love My Hero Academia so much is because like shit just makes sense, you know? Like if the fucking number one hero isn't gonna scrap with him, then they're not gonna let kids fight the, this guy, you know? Like the heroes are gonna be heroes. They're not gonna just let shit happen just because people wanna see it, right? Yeah. Like this is what we're so used to in Shonen where it's like, oh, the, the kids and newbies, they're going to come in and take care of the job. There's no fucking chance in hell that the guy who just swatted the number one hero is going to get bodied by these two, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. My Hero Academia has built in their infrastructure as to how their world works. So, And they're very good at keeping to it. I'm here for it. Um, but that's all I really have to say about this chapter. Um, it's very yeah, good. Sometimes I wish Naruto was a little bit more like this, you know? It was to a degree. It just lost it. You know, because at some point, like the fucking kids dealt with everything in Naruto. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, and it was weird when they could have. It didn't have to be that. Way. It could have ultimately led down to the kids winning the fight, but it didn't have to be all about kids making all the decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that they have an in- infrastructure; they just didn't stick to it. Um. Yeah. But my hero does, and we're happy for it. But that's all I gotta say. Uh, any last thoughts before we go? Yeah, before we wrap up this podcast, because we have absolutely nothing left of value to talk about. <laughs> All right. Well, let's randomize. <laughs> oh, boy. The Promised Neverland. This is the final chapter. Promised Neverland, chapter 181, Beyond Destiny. Welcome to Heartbreak. <sighs> yeah. Uh... Last we left off, we found Emma. She's uh, in a weird, snowy village. She's been spending, she's been living with this old Santa Claus looking guy who's lost his entire family in, in, in nameless war. And, uh, you know, she's lost all her memory as well. We cut back to what the fucking Gracefield kids have been doing. And basically, over the last two years, because there's been a two year time skip, apparently, uh, the kids have just been doing nothing but f- trying to find Emma. And uh, they found her. They tracked her down to this weird village. And, you know, they find her almost immediately. Like three pages into getting to this <laughs> village. They're like, Emma, you're here. And <laughs> uh, and she doesn't remember them, of course. And I'm I'm glad they at yeah. least stuck to this. <laughs> that, that they didn't let the at memories. Least. They didn't let the memories come flooding back. And she's like, you guys. You know, just like. I'm very happy. But we cut back to the uh to the uh the the chat with her and Grant Morrison Devil. And I got I guess I got to do his voice one more time. He's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you want to make this deal? You know, you could just stay here with me. We could watch Tiger King <laughs> together." <laughs> Don't go back out there, Abba. It's a it's a quarantine. Stay with me. Um uh, so basically, he's like, are you sure you want to give this up? You know, you, you'll never remember them. You'll never see them again. And she's like, yeah, you know, this is kind of payment for all my selfishness over the years, you know, uh, not wanting. I people. think that was the only part of this this whole issue where I was just like, oh, all right. Yeah, I see. Yeah, me too. OK, yeah. I mean, you know, but it's not even close to enough. But <laughs> no, it's not. You're right. But I'm a- it was something where I said, uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, some type of there was a purpose. Consequence for an action. There was some kind that, that happened earlier. 
Okay. So everybody's happy. We get a little glimpse as to what, like, the kids that didn't come, what they're all doing. Not all the kids showed up. Some of them are just going to school. (laughs) Some of them are just... Mike Rattree is... uh, They say something about him. He's basically their dad, their stepfather now. (laughs) Just like, I'll take care of all 37 of you children. (laughs) So... He's doing that. Um, Chris, hey, hey, Chris is awake. By the way, I, in case you guys want to know, Chris, Chris lived. He's fine. I know we were Who's all Chris. J- Chris, Josh, I'm come so on, have Chris some. Okay. I can't believe you forgot that very memorable character of Chris. And um, <laughs> Norman throws some shade. Uh, he's like. I still can't forgive the rat trick. Chris clan. woke up too. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my god! They said Aish. I remember her. You remember Aish, who was cool for two minutes? I do remember Aish. She was dope for two minutes. She was, and then they did nothing. Anyway, one of my favorite moments in the series is her origin story, where they, they, she's like, "So there's this baby factory, right? Like a literal one." <laughs> She was an ugly baby, and this ugly demon was like, wow, an ugly baby. Maybe just take it home with me. <laughs> you know what? Wow, I've never seen an ugly baby before. This ugly baby is just like me, ugly demon. And now I must raise this <laughs> ugly baby because I can't, come, I can't bring myself to eat this ugly baby. And I can't bring it back to the factory. I'll get fired from my demon factory job. <laughs> so, oh, man. That's going to be a highlight I'll always remember. Um, yeah. So it was really cool, actually. <laughs> I feel like that was the thing he always had. So he's he he was like, man, I gotta get this shit in the story at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. I mean, looking back, it's a sweet story, but it's so dumb too. I liked it. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this whole series ends in the middle of this fucking street, as all the kids just kind of decide to live together, despite Emma's not remembering anything, and that's it. That's where the chapter That's ends. It. All of them, their hands all together, and like, man, fuck destiny. <laughs> we'll 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 live together anyway. And Emma's like, yeah, I'll live with these strangers who just say they know me. And that's where the chapter, the series ends. Man, if you if I didn't have the context that this was the last chapter, I would have been like, okay, is there another chapter coming? <laughs> yeah. If it didn't say the end right there. I looked at that and I'm telling you, bro, <laughs> even with series I don't love all the way, I do feel a kind of emptiness like, damn, man, this is it right here. I looked at that last page and was just like, ooh. I have no feelings. I don't, as soon as I, the sooner I can forget about this shit, the better. No, man, because I have feelings. It's, it's you know, funny, I man. Care if it was a whack ass, dude. Black Clover can end tomorrow, and I'll be like, "Ah, oh, man, it was fun, but what ends? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. The Promise Neverland never even gave itself a chance, bro. It was, it was almost like Bleach in a in a in a sense where like mm-hmm. it was good, it was good, and then it just fell off. Not just, just good. Well, here's the ex- thing: it was it was amazing. Uh, our ninth fell off a fucking cliff and just kept tumbling. Our, dying uh, and trying to hold at certain points like oh wait it might give oh, I'm dying again and rolling still I watched this corpse roll down this mountain for months bro <laughs> we all did dude I'm tired of this shit on I September 2019 nice things to say 
on, uh-huh. on September 2019, we were like, yeah, it's definitely dead. So I said it wasn't going to make it past my birthday, but October the latest. Yeah. October. Yeah. Right? We I were... said by the time basketball was on, it was over. I think it ca- it's literally a whole six months we were off. We were like, the Knicks season was over before the shit was over. I'm tight about it. The Knicks and never had a chance. The coronavirus. I'm talking about us not having enough wins to make it to the playoffs. That's the one thing. That's what I meant. That's the one thing. You know, that's the that's the difference. That uh, that's the one thing that uh, the Knicks and Promise Neverland had a ch- had in common. They never had a goddamn chance. Wow, bro. Was that necessary? Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. The arrow shit earlier. That shit hurt me. <laughs> I mean, no, it didn't because you love that Nets hat. No, I tell didn't. me, tell me I'm wrong. Right now, tell me I'm wrong. Love Um, okay, so you sweating bullets in your room right now. <laughs> our 19th <laughs> episode, we did a top 10 favorite Shonen arcs. Uh, this was oh. the first arc of Promise Neverland was my number 10. Um, and I stand by it. I think uh, that arc still, yeah, it's awesome. Um. And it raised it a bar. One of the best I've ever read. Yeah, it, it really made me think. For sure. Because I feel like uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba had like an inverse thing where it didn't start off great, but the ending was better. Um, yeah. Well, not the very last chapter, but the I overall. Kimetsu no Yaiba was just like Black Clover. I, I'm saying like it's, cool. it's inverse. You know what I mean? I, I would rather have a cool ending than what happened with Promise Neverland. Sure. So I guess so. You're right. You're right. Yeah, right. it's interesting. I, it's I, I let guess let me take my personal bias out of it. It was everything it should have been at the right. end. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's funny, man. I I, was I, I don't know what it, it is about manga was. where it either starts fantastic and doesn't end as well, or it doesn't start well but it finishes great. <laughs> like One Piece. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then Naruto, how it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's Bleach not, started awesome. The whole world trigger doesn't get bad. Oh, no. Why would you say that? Nah, uh, dude. Because you just Nope. Said world Trigger is a more... World Trigger is special. It's going to stand the test of time. It's different. I'll tell you this, I'm, though. I'm over Promise Neverland. We can end this talk whenever you I'll tell you this, though. It. World Trigger started not great. You're right. And I was dissing it hard. Yeah. We all were. I was. But then we, we all were. So yeah, you know what? It's okay. But yeah, it's Promise okay. Neverland. Hmm. Let me it's tell you this: Hunter X Hunter has been on many hiatuses. Yeah. But when I picked it up and started reading, wherever it started, it was really good quality, and I had no fucking idea what was going on. So if they could do it, World Trigger could do it too. It's way less complicated. Yeah, I mean, dude, Hunter X Hunter is heavy X heavy. Yeah, I know. When they when when they bring that shit back with the boat, that's you know, I've been watching the anime like that. the anime is on Netflix, so I've been wa- I've been watching it here and there. I never I've never really read it or seen it. Um, the hiatuses always turn me off. It's just like not fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> it sounds like painful to like, be a fan. When, when he when he finally finishes it, but um, um I'll give it a chance reading wise. Real close, Maybe, real quick. You know, like, when my grandchildren are born. <laughs> I have a couple closing notes before we go. Yeah, please, real quick, because I'm on 13%. <laughs> Here's a couple things real quick. Um, the thing about, like, Emma's character arc is just one of the struggles that this series has is there's no, like, real consequences per actions. Emma's never really grappling with anything. 
that's a huge detriment to this show is that she's never really wrong. Like the, the the series always, the reason that we always make fun of it for like there's no consequences and things just kind of work out is because Emma's just never wrong. You know, like her way of thinking is absolute, and everybody just it, it all works out. Even though realistically it wouldn't. Her she is too like optimistic and too too uh, too trusting. It's so strange. And, and that's the rough part, right? And sorry to kind of butt in with that, but that is one of the roughest parts is that there was a lot of potential for conflict in good story, right. like, like good writing, with her having to face these harsh realities while still trying to maintain that right. same hope. And you it, know, it just never came down to that, you know? Yeah, it's not like it, even that we're like we needed a, a sad thing to happen or a sad ending. I think this ending is... It didn't have to be with her in particular. Maybe it could have been with within with the monsters or Norman's camp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would have I'm been just saying she had that, to face, like... The consequences. Well, there's no struggle. It just never happened at any point. Even the shit with Norman. Wasn't Norman dying? Oh, yeah, that never gets paid off. And there are a couple what things happened? that don't. Exa- Oh yeah, I forgot he was dying. Completely forgot about that. Norman's supposed to be dying. Um, there's also the, all the mutated children that we don't really know about anymore. Like they were actually fine now. <laughs> They're good. Got medicine <laughs> and stuff. Oh okay. I well. guess that's what happened. Norman got medicine, but that's even worse. It's Sanji, like, that's it. Sanji was Come supposed on, to be man. secret. That was supposed to. Sanji was supposed to be secret evil. You remember that? Ray, all these characters are shells of themselves, except for her. Yeah, I and, don't know what happened. And even her, it was lame because she didn't, again, she didn't, it's like he kept piggybacking on the fact that the kids were being treated like food. And it's like, come on, man, it's, it's, it's old now. You know, they've got guns and shit. Like, they're fighting back. So it's not, I'm not yeah. looking at them as scared little kids anymore. They're see. It it just didn't evolve. Yeah, yeah. It never it never challenged. And if anything, it regressed. That was that was my biggest issue, bro. The mm-hmm. regression. Yeah, it, it got less and less intricate, and it didn't add anything extra. Well, because it stopped like, challenging itself. You know what I mean? Like that first arc was great because we were desperate to see if Emma can have her cake and eat it too, and it looked like she wasn't, and she technically didn't. And that's the beautiful part of that story is that Norman sacrificed himself. Like there was no way they were gonna get out of there. Yeah. Like scot free. And like it was constantly his sac- yeah. Yeah, it was constantly challenging Emma's very being, and that stopped after they got out. Things just got easier. Ironically, like as soon as they got out. Yeah. As soon as they got out, I mean, it, they it just was tough getting to Goldie Pond and all of that. But it was yeah, just, but they they mostly skated by. It was weird. Like, can you, th- if you yeah. think about like what happens to them in reality, they lost f- three, four kids, this whole three, four nameless kids whose faces we don't even know. Not right. any major characters. Nobody's dead, really. Nobody of value, except for maybe Hugo and the other adult guy whose name I can't remember, which is a problem. Yeah. Again. But um, yeah, that was Promised Neverland. Um, read the first arc and just stop. Just stop when they leave. Assume the series ends. They make it <laughs> happily ever after. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> but uh, without further ado, that's been our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is uh, a longer show than I anticipated it being. Uh, 
uh, we're pushing two hours almost. So um, let's get. Uh, thank you guys for for listening. You can listen. You can find us at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore thirty seven at B ESP Twitter Instagram TikTok at New Jump City Twitter Instagram and also TikTok. Um, you can follow our theme song show creator guy. Uh, drum foo drum underscore foo uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions all that stuff is in the description uh, follow us on uh, on iTunes and Spotify give us a five star review please um, and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube it's very important we love you guys very much and now rip to Brumhilda good yeah, night new laptop better quality yeah uh good night everybody i'm sorry if this is like gonna have some audio issues but you know it is what it is next time will be better um good night everybody guys we appreciate the views the likes and all of that